Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Continuing development of the uh, Live Tour, and I did see Mickelson. We didn't play the sound yesterday. Um, I, I, I don't know if we had it. He talked at about 1 o'clock. But, you know, everybody has since seen it, or at least read the quotes. And, you know, Phil got pummeled. You know, Phil right now is the face uh, of, this, of, of, this, uh, of this new tour. Nobody cares about Dustin Johnson. He's not very interesting. They're not going to listen to him. Patrick Reed is not beloved. DeChambeau did not do a full press conference. He talked on the course and basically said, I did this for, you know, for a variety of reasons. He brought up that the, 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 the term that the golfers are using is balance of my life. You know, they only have to play eight, nine events and they get paid a fortune. So they don't have to sit there and play week after week after week. PJ Tour, you have to replay 15 events. This one, you only have to play eight events. So, I mean, is 15 that taxing for these kind of players who make a fortune? Whatever the case, that's what DeChambeau said. And according uh, to Mel Mickelson, kind of indicated the same thing, that uh, he felt that this could spotlight the greatness of these golfers around the world and the idea that, uh, you know, he doesn't have to commit on a week-to-week basis. He only has to play the eight events and then he knows he's going to play the four majors they're all pummeling Mickelson you know um you know he's uh he's 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 basically a, a dead man walking right now the book hurt him this kills him and he's the only guy that and he's you know nobody cares what Dustin Johnson says and he hasn't had his press conference yet I'm not even sure if he's gonna have one Reed hasn't said a word and we I don't know if he's even there Reed and of course you got the situation with um, with DeChambeau who didn't do a full-fledged press conference so anyone who did that was Mickelson so they're gonna pound him um, I like what Rom said today more than anything else uh, and I think that's what I always fall on I fall on the line of competitiveness if I was an all-time great golfer or you know forget the old guys who can't win on the PJ Tour anymore anyway the Polters the Garcias uh, you know uh, the Lee Westwoods uh, let's forget those for a second we'll get back to them but let's forget about those for this for a second I'm more interested in the guys who still can win in the PJ Tour which is obviously the big three and to a certain degree Mickelson who did win a, the PJ Championship last year so I mean it's not like he can't be a factor um, those guys, uh, you know, beating, and I've said it for two weeks, I mean, you know, beating Charles Schwartzel in Thailand or in Portland, Oregon, who gives a crap? That's what I don't understand. I mean, I, you know, if you're a competitive athlete, why would you want to go out there and win in this event against, uh, and win an event in this tour against lousy players? What, Kevin Na, uh, some kid who doesn't deserve to be on the PGA Tour, but is on this tour because they got to fill out the, um, they have to fill out the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the tournament. So you add a lot of players who really aren't credible and shouldn't be here anyway because you don't have enough guys. I mean, that gets your jollies off if you're Dustin Johnson winning. I mean, I know winning money. All right, I get it. $4 million is $4 million. Scherzel made 4.7 this week. But, boy, beating Lee Poulter is better than beating Roy McIlroy? Really? Or beating uh, Garcia is more exciting to you than beating John Rahm? Or Justin Thomas or Scheffler or Shoffley or any of these other great players on the American on the PJ Tour? That's what I don't understand. I mean, and again, it's not like Dustin Johnson didn't make money. He, he, he's made $94 million in 
in tour earnings, and that's not even to mention all the money he's made uh, from a standpoint of advertising. Now, obviously, he hasn't made the $125 million that they threw at him uh, you know, to join this tour. But uh, So that, that is the reason why I wouldn't do it. Now, as far as the money goes, and I know they're getting pounded for this, the blood money theme, the 9-11 families and all those uh, you know, those, that terrible story and those poor families who lost loved ones, you know, who are trying to, you know, keep their loved one's name out there and keep living out there and make a point about, uh, you know, 11 of the 15 hijackers are, were born in Saudi Arabia. I mean, if that is the way you want to go and let's go kill Mickelson and write him a letter, you better write a lot of letters to a lot of people. And I, I hate to say it firmly because, you know, I didn't lose a loved one in 9-11, so I probably would have a different feel if I did. But, you know, the United States, you heard Christy was sitting here last week in this room that I'm in right now on Thursday and said, Chris, sometimes you got to deal with bad guys. I mean, Saudi Arabia, I mean, they are a huge buffer for us for the Iran, and they supply a lot of oil. They're an important Middle East. I mean, they sort of keep the peace. They're a Middle East bastion for us. So we work with them. And you can't, you know, sometimes you got to pick your, you got, you got to pick your friends, even if they're, even if they're bad guys. And that's sort of the situation the United States government is in with Saudi Arabia. Plus the fact Jack Nicholas has made a fortune making golf courses in Saudi Arabia. We're going to write him a letter too, Jack Nicholas. We want to write him a letter and say, Jack, how dare you even work with the Saudi Arabian government to build golf courses? One of the great architects in the world after the great stellar career. But, you know, nobody's going to talk to Nicholas. So to me, it's a little unfair to pound these four about taking the money when, you know, all these we would have we wouldn't have a country with all the bad dealings we have to deal with, with bad countries and bad guys for the better interest. Now, listen, did would I take the money? I probably wouldn't. If I had a lot of it, I would lay low with it. But I'm not the only one. The NBA takes a fortune out of China. Anybody want to sit there and talk about China's human rights? How about that? Anybody want to deal with China with their human rights and how horrific they are? And the NBA forever, Stern Stern started it. The NBA forever and ever and ever has made deals with China, including the U and the NBA owner who's got $20 billion wrapped up in the Chinese government with Chinese China businesses. So, I mean, how about them? We're going to write them letters too? So, I mean, that's, that is the issue here when you sit there and say Nick, uh, that Mickelson and Johnson, they're money grabbers and it's blood money. Well, they're not the only ones. You know, uh, there's a lot of athletes, you know, who have taken blood money because they threw it at them. And a lot of countries have done the same thing. A lot of U.S. presidents have done the same thing. And commissioners of major sports teams have done the same thing. And a lot of those women basketball players have played in Russia forever, you know, because they make a, they make a fortune and they play in Russia. And they play, you know, to, to boost up Putin and company. Now, listen, Griner, the terrible story there. But, you know, they don't make a lot of money here, so I understand it. More so for them than for Mickelson, but... You know, that's the same idea if uh, it's a free country and if somebody offers somebody to play golf in your country for $100 million or in your league, you know, you have a right to take it. So to pin it all on Mickelson and Johnson, now I wouldn't do it from a competitive standpoint and I wouldn't want to have to deal with press conferences about how I'm dealing with the country that, you know, chopped off a journalist's head. I wouldn't want to deal with that. It's not, it wouldn't be worth it to me. Why, why be the why be the poster guy for Saudi Arabia? Why would I want? And I've got 150 million in the bank. Why give myself that agita? So I wouldn't do it. But the fact that I am doing it, I'm not the only one. 
I am not the only one. The United States government does it. So I, 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 to me, it's a little unfair that Mickelson's the only one who's getting pounded. Is anybody at the White House store with Biden? Isn't he going to Saudi Arabia next month? I know he was thinking about it. Or how about Silva with, with China? And there's a million examples. I'm just giving you the two in sports recently. So that, that is my take on it. And again, I wouldn't do it. I think it's, uh, but the PGA Tour, you know, they're acting holier than thou too. And they've made deals. They've had a lot of major tournaments that they sponsor in, in, in Shanghai. So uh, the PGA Tour, which, you know, when there's a, see, they can't take over this kind. They have taken over that European Tour. The PGA Tour, when they can flex their muscles out with their money and their power, they don't care who they stomp over. They've done it forever. But they can't stop over this one because they can't compete financially. So now they're going to go the other way and say, well, you know, if you really want to play for the good guys and play for the good reasons and play for legacy, history, and charity, you play for us. But the PJ Tour, they can be as monopolists as anybody. Monaghan, you know, he speaks out of both sides of his mouth. On the one hand, you know, play for the goodness of the PJ Tour. On the other hand, you know, he'd be the first to swallow up a tour if he could, if they couldn't compete with the PJ Tour. And he'd make deals with China. He'd make deals with anybody to make money. So let's not make them pure and mighty either. It's not fair. Now, the, uh, the Canadian Open did a little better rating-wise than normal. Did about $2.5 million to watch on Sunday afternoon with Justin Thomas and McElroy. 2.28 to be exact, which is more than they normally do for a PGA event on a weekend afternoon. This time of the year, they usually do about a million and a half. So they did a little more, about 700,000 people more. So there was people who wanted to, you know, wear the flag and wanted to get all wrapped up, in a, which is good, good for them. You know, I don't know if that's going to last a boost in, you know, TV ratings based on the fact that everybody now feels bad for the poor PJ Tour and everybody's aware of what's going on in golf, so now they're going to pledge support and watch for these PJ Tour events. I don't think that's going to occur. And again, the only leverage that the PJ Tour, if they could have it, would make any difference would be the four majors. The Ryder Cup is every two years, and nobody cares that much about the TPC. It's about the four majors. But I love the Golf Channel. But the Golf Channel last night, if you saw it, I mean, my God. I mean, they went on and on about blood money. And, you know, they were, they were really extolling the PGA Tour like you wouldn't believe. But I, I know I love Lerner, and he tried to make a, 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 an example of it. Uh, you know, Mickelson and Johnson and Reed and DeChambeau, they took money just like the PGA took, took money from China to go to Shanghai, just like the NBA has, you know, held their nose and, you know, uh, and closed their eyes, making all sorts of deals with that authoritative government in Japan, uh, in Japan, in China, when there's people there in concentration camps. Those poor sects, they don't care. They can kill us. I mean, they've made deals with some countries in Africa that aren't very good either. So the idea that, you know, these are the only four people in the history of society that have made business deals financially to help themselves out with bad guys is a bunch of freaking nonsense. That's the point I'm trying to make. So I think it's a little unfair. You know, they're, you know, they're, you know, you know, you know, they're fresh meat right now, Mickelson. He goes up, does a press conference at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday before the U.S. Open, 48 hours after he played the Live Tour in London, he's going to get pounded. He's going to get pounded. They don't care about the... It's Mickelson. He's going to get pounded. Now, part of me part of me thinks he deserves it because he shouldn't have done this to begin with. He's made a fortune. 
Part of me thinks he deserves it. And part of me thinks, geez, you know, where is Joe Biden on there? You know, we can put a bunch of politicians who have made deals in Saudi Arabia for a variety of reasons. Many, and I wish Jack Nicholas. And how about all the golfers who have played golf in Saudi Arabia in the, uh, in the off season to make a fortune? And Nicholas has designed courses left and right. He's made a pretty penny. What's the difference? But again, I think you will see now a, there will not be a hemorrhaging in the next couple of months of PGA players bailing to go play in a live tour because they see all the abuse that the four or five guys who did it are now taking, and so they will lay low. They see where the wind is blowing. So as a result there, they won't say anything. Now, Kepka did a press conference today, and he got sick of talking about it. He said, why are we allowing this to ruin the U.S. Open? The problem with Kepka is his brother t- made a deal with the Live Tour and got paid $315,000 for making the Well, he didn't even have to make the cut for playing this past weekend. Made three hundred fifteen grand. So that's another issue. Do we kill his brother for taking blood money and playing in a tour that is not as good as the PGA Tour? And he ran over there and played. He couldn't make it here, so he tried to make it there and took three hundred fifteen grand for the. Do we kill him for that, or do we say, "Hey, listen, you know what? He's trying to make a living. Doesn't have any money, Ch- life changing money. So yeah, I'm not going to blame him. It's a tough call. If you play that morality line, be careful, because there's an incredible amount of hypocrisy when it comes to morality with that, with sports. There's an incredible amount of hypocrisy. So when you go that way and, you, and you, 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 you get on your soapbox, as Monaghan did a little bit this weekend, as the Golf Channel did yesterday, as the media did yesterday with Mickelson, you get in that soapbox, be careful. Because I'm sure a lot of those media guys who are killing Mickelson yesterday, I don't know how it works, but I'm sure a lot of the gasoline they use for their automobiles comes from Saudi Arabia. That's hypocrisy too. Don't, use, don't drive. So you there's you you keep there's a lot of hypocrisy. Think about that. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.